0: but it happens you know apologize for that um these are like the lonely hours (laughs) this is the crack king podcast i am the crack king
1: and i am tara walker good evening everyone how are you all doing tonight
0: we are doing lovely is this your first book children's book that you published and written it
1: is okay
0: new so you're kind of new to the game writing and publishing books
1: yes i am um i have a second one coming out in may
0: and where can they find that at
1: it will be on amazon the second one will be on amazon It also be in local bookstores and it also will be in 49 different countries so i'm really
0: pumped up about it oh wow 49 different countries so they're gonna 49.
1: be nine yes, that's, that's
0: fucking a blessing,
1: blessing. got that um yeah from my publisher to tell me it'll be translated into 49 different countries
0: oh wow your book translated in 49 different languages and
1: um, i did i said countries forgive me languages yeah that's dope it's it'll the same thing i get 49 it countries yes
0: i get it that's
1: awesome it is awesome
0: give us a little bit of a bio for the listeners the crack kings and the crack queens i just named them that that's something new. How you feel about that? Crack kings and crack queens out there. Okay.
1: Well, I like the queen, the crack queen, you know. Yeah, know. I'm owning it. And I like to boss up at times. So. Bossing
0: up. That's what we all about. <laughs> Bossing up and pushing the culture forward.
1: In a positive manner, yeah.
0: That's what we're all about. Positivity around here. Inspired you to want to reach young minds through your words and your stories.
1: Okay, well thank you. I'm glad you asked and all and first of all I wanna say thank you for just giving me this outlet, giving me this opportunity to be on your podcast and just speak on it. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I've been in the field, I've been in the medical field for twenty one years and um I've seen a lot of different things. And um one thing I noticed is that there's a lot of topics or things or illness that transpired that we really don't talk about. We know mm. it exists, but we don't talk about it. I am signed on to do seven books about subjects that exist for children. So I wanna be a voice for the children and talk about the hard subjects. For example, the second book that's coming out is dealing with cancer from a child's point of view. We know it exists, we know it happens. But we really don't talk about it Because when it comes to cancer The first thing we think about is adult, an adult yes. having cancer Yes,
0: we can't even fathom a child innocent exactly. child having cancer
1: But what uh, do you do when your a four-year-old have cancer? What do you do when your sibling The five-year-old is watching the four-year-old vomit? You get know? down on the, your knees and the, pray yeah. Or we don't know how to tell a child or how to help that citizen yeah. through. So I want to be that voice, and it's not a a sad book because in the end we have victory. Oh, so, and that's what I'm teaching. So it is about cancer, but it also introducing um prayer. So if you don't know how to pray or what to pray, it's always like, I gotta give it back to God first. So it's a little bit of that is in the book as well. And it's it's not as far as um. No long drawn out because it doesn't take a, lo- a whole lot to say to God, but it is introducing is that um I do believe i mean that's what's rooted in me that's what made it through i'm wanting to I'm a product of a child that was sick mm. you know um, I'm a product of my parents went through me having three open
0: heart surgeries so i'm a oh my gosh, if you don't mind the cracking lying. asking what was your ailment no. that you needed three I'm heart surgeries?
1: um I was born with romantic fever that mm. went, which is like a strep throat that went undetected. And then at the age of four, I started passing out. And so literally passing out, passing yes, out.
0: because um, of the infection.
1: Because of the infection, my mm. heart was giving out. Well, not my heart, my valves. Excuse mm. me. So at the age of seven, it was life or death. We, my parents could no longer put it off. Couldn't, it, it just had to be done. So I had my first surgery at the age of seven, and from the trauma, I had a stroke and was paralyzed. At the age of seven? At the age of seven.
0: Jesus, Louisa.
1: So,
0: um, You're a strong I woman.
1: I can say my mother first strong introduced child. me to God. Um, that's when it came in praying, and and I thank God for my parents because they didn't let me give up.
0: Yeah. Most definitely.
1: It's all about. They were military, both of them. Shout out it's to the parents military. out there that's sticking so with their children. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom. You know, at the time, I didn't understand. I thought she was mean, as, but, but she's she trying was to help. Like, as I'm learning to walk and write and talk, she was like, "Hold that pencil and get that work done." Looking back, now that I am an adult, and looking back, I can't even imagine. To be honest, I can't even imagine. Having a child that had to go through open heart surgery. Mm. I can't even imagine having a child that so young had a stroke and can't, you know, learning to walk and talk and all the rehab. But I can't, as looking back, I thank God that He gave me the parents that I have, mm. you know, because they taught me, you don't give up. They taught me strength, you know, they poured it into me. So, I feel like I can tackle the world.
0: Yes, most definitely. You know, (laughs) you can. That shit at the age of seven, you was fighting illness,
1: kicking the shit out of it, right? Now I'm a beast in the field. You know, when it comes to working, people always ask, "Why do I work so hard?" Because I had doctors telling me I would never be able to work. Tell you what you can't do. Twice as hard.
0: You're like the cracking. You cannot be told you cannot do something because then you you're going to do it, it even harder.
1: You better say it.
0: Because the Lord strengthens me. Just like they be out there talking about you can't handle this pussy. And I be like, through the strength <laughs> of God, I can handle anything.
1: That's right. <laughs> you're right about it. You're right about it.
0: So being almost like in the front line of seeing child illnesses, how, how did that affect you every day going home?
1: I cry a lot, to be honest, and I pray even more, and, and I'm being honest. It's on the floor, and I only cry at the ones that we lose, you know, because when I'm there in the midst of the children, I'm demonstrating strength and letting them know that this is just a test, and I truly believe, I truly believe that God don't give us any more than we can bear, and that's what I remind them of, and the parent.
0: While they're in there, are their spirits up? Are their energy is up? I know they're ill. They believe, um, you know, everything's going to be okay.
1: Right. But a lot of them, um, some of them, depending on the age, don't understand what's going on. They just understand. They know that they don't feel well. Mm. So, a lot of times, um, and you can walk in there and it's always one in a bunch that is just so energetic and full of energy and have the best. Spirit is so positive that it just it travels throughout the room
0: uplifts the rest of them
1: yes hmm. and that's what you need yeah
0: all right we're going to get into some i want to unravel some things that i've been Let's seeing unravel. on tv and then in the news so did you get your meager 600 dollars stimuli
1: no. I'm not. <laughs> Just imagine if you needed need that
0: 600. <laughs> On the real though, because I was talking to, listen to the last episode, talking to a guy in Canada, and he said, you know, whether you're working or not, you are getting the stimuli from the government to make sure everything's okay.
1: Well, where the hell is mine? Excuse my way, where is mine? <laughs> I don't know. What I got?
0: What I got was a letter said that I owe them. <laughs> you make too much money. <laughs> so, okay, so where's my $600? Oh Who's the contact? Oh, they took that from you. They was like, no, nah, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep that in our pockets right there. We'll, we'll We'll let you go out there and work a little bit more. We won't put you in jail. That's how they were acting.
1: Mm, the devil
0: is the devil is a liar, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> so we, our president is finally in office, and he just like pulled out the paperwork, like like he just started writing niggas up.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just we, <laughs> we gotta
1: say a special prayer, you know. Um, Man, don't take it the wrong way, you know. I'm glad. I'm glad that old fool's
0: gone. Yeah, we know? got us a new fo- new old fool. <laughs> but, <laughs> we got I'm, us a new old fool. I'm
1: Sleepy jump. <laughs> I'm glad a change is coming by uh, coming about, but he don't and he just don't seem strong enough for me. I you?
0: guess he, I guess we're black because we voted for him. Cause he said if we didn't vote for him, we ain't black. So clearly we're black, motherfucker. Cause but. you're in office. I'm scared about his uh, paperwork because he's put some paperwork out there and you'll go to jail for about 20 Mm -hmm. just for having a blunt and a gun. (laughs) Right. But you (laughs) You know know what, though? And they really need to legalize it like they did in California and just calm on down. We're too close. We're too close to the border. I keep telling people that. That's like marijuana is like the tip. When you buying a hundred thousand million kilos of cocaine and meth,
1: I mean, well, I can understand about the kilos.
0: And <laughs> it's too close. With the
1: weed.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you.
1: You know, as many people smoking, we might be able to get out, of, get out of debt if you let them go. You if know? you let them go,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the dispensaries <laughs> aren't making Reggie.
1: Answer, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you? F- <laughs> How do you feel about Dave Chappelle getting Corona in Austin, which? I don't understand why they coming down here. I, I, cause Texas is the only place that's open. We're open to the public. So,
1: would he come down here for? Is he having
0: a concert? Had concerts for the last five days, and I that was the first time me hearing about this shit. And I was like, Dave Chappelle's in Austin. What? I what I the would've fuck? Would've <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? You know, but good thing we would have fucking COVID.
1: Well, he mustn't have his damn mask
0: on. He, yeah, he can't have a mask on smoking and drinking. So right, yeah,
1: right.
0: he did not have his fucking mask on. And I don't know why he came down here with that bullshit. Because Texas is like we're a red state. Oh, that shit's down here. You know, I'm all for anybody who got their hustle on. I'm glad he's back on the scene. To be honest, yeah, he's funny. He's you know, he he, he put some he's putting some content out there. He's speaking on some some serious issues. For all those out there that don't know where you're from, let us know where you're from.
1: I was born in Georgia, but I'm Texan born now. You
0: yet? Texan born? You Southern fried? Southern fried. <laughs>
1: I didn't know what brisket was till I came here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> brisket. It depends, man. If you put some gravy or, or barbecue sauce on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. How do you feel about James Harden the beard? leaving Houston and going to Brooklyn.
1: I'm all for that. I never was a Hardy fan. Me neither. Um, To me, I think he just whines a little bit too much.
0: He doesn't play any defense, first of all. No. He's gone. I still feel betrayed. Not that I'm from Texas. I'm from Brooklyn. But, you know, you got to ride with the local team, you know? Well, I don't
1: know about all that. No,
0: you got to ride with the local team. If you're living in the city, why not ride with them? Make life a with whole them. lot easier
1: When the Oilers was here Did you ride
0: with them? The, the Oilers? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I rode with the Cowboys <laughs> Oh, well, see, nah You can get on out the way with that now. Well, uh-huh. the Cowboys in the 90s was winning Well,
1: okay Well, the Cowboys in the 90s I was riding with them too with Yeah Tony Dorsett And Drew Pearson When they was on the field Troy not a- mm. I'm not a Cowboy fan mm.
0: Let's get into did you see the Ashanti and Keisha Cole verses? No. Well, Revolt TV is doing the verses battle. You, you know about the verses, right? Uh huh. So Ashanti and Keisha Cole get on there. Do
1: Ashanti have enough music to battle Keisha Cole?
0: I mean, I feel like you're really disrespecting Ashanti because Ashanti, to me, Ashanti won, had more hits than Keisha Cole. No, no better no, features I can't, too I can't say because that. i mean you you're forgetting hits, but you're, i don't think she had more
1: hits than keisha code you're and, and don't get me wrong i like a Keisha. i like ashanti
0: you're forgetting ashanti's been around since 1999
1: no i'm not forgetting that i mean that's my era i did i arrived with ashanti but i still don't believe they she played
0: to me this is what made her win when they were playing songs she wrote that I didn't even know she wrote I didn't
1: know she wrote any neither and for most time she was with um
0: ja she was writing a lot of people's music and when I was waiting for us to see what Keisha Cole wrote there was no song she wrote some of her own music most definitely but I'm speaking like wrote a song for another artist mm. you should check it out it's on YouTube
1: i'm gonna have
0: to and keisha cole See, got there really late fan.
1: Um,
0: i like keisha cole you don't Shani like keisha cole Keisha Cole,
1: but i just yeah. i still didn't think ashani wrote more uh-huh. had more hits than keisha cole
0: oh most definitely more hits most definitely more hits set aside the hits she had with jaru she had some hits with uh, everybody on the murder inc roster
1: yeah, but
0: that got shut down. I mean, they were going strong for five years until 50 Cent shut them down. 98, okay, 90, 98, 99 to 2003. They was pumping the hits out. Keisha Cole wasn't pumping hits out that in that span of time because I can't remember the last Keisha Cole song that was a hit to me. Okay, so this is going to sum it up.
1: Well, who's on the verses
0: who they said won? Well, no, they don't never say who wins. It's all about
1: where's the public leaning
0: towards who were they leaning towards well it's a celebration it's not a competition so no one was like directly attacking them i'm like
1: you don't want to put it out on
0: the table i'm just telling you what i saw i can't put something i i don't have on the table no one was it was like more of a celebration i was just going on my personal opinion people weren't really being mean It's, it's just i think they were filtering that shit because you know nobody was like oh, Ashanti's killing Keisha Cole-ass. You know, it it wasn't none of that going on. It was after the fact when all of these different memes and everybody saying things about it. It was after it was done, said and done.
1: Okay. You should check it out. I am going to check it out.
0: When you were writing your first book, your first children's book, were you inspired by a particular child you came in contact with?
1: The first book was about um, children getting their blood drawn. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, well, it's not that a child, a child inspired me to write it, but I named it after my grandson. Mm -hmm. I sound old, but I'm not.
0: (laughs) I mean, grandchildren or grandchildren. Old is relative, you know?
1: So that, that was a book I dedicated to my firstborn Mm -hmm. son, grandson. And so he, of course, when my son had another one i have to write about him because he's like where's my book grandma
0: i know right all jealous okay. i don't know why do these kids be fighting over their grandparents <laughs> but
1: um what i'm working on is a brand and,
0: most definitely um, do you feel like that's the one of the only ways we can uplift our people or black people as a culture is through entrepreneurship i do
1: i do um because there's not enough of us out there. When I'm when I say that, I'm talking about when it comes to toys or or anything positive. it quick to show the negative side of our culture. The positive thing that's going on, or we have. Why is there always twice as many white dolls in the stores? But look at things like that change. Why when we go. Um, to the bookstores you don't see too many black art children anyway
0: yeah most definitely you see a lot of black books but it'd be like gangster books and right you ever thought about writing salacious books
1: um i do I, well actually <laughs> that's what started it all but um you know someone put a little bug in my ears like okay you can't because I, like i said i believe i can do it all mm. so um i had um cross and actually doing that actually helped me get through college writing for friends it's Like my writing friends papers and shit? Yeah, you know, I would write little le- you know some letters to get jumping off in the room in the bedroom. Mm. So I have my <laughs> girlfriend saying, can you give me a letter? And I just tell them to give me to try to personalize it for mm. tell me something that only you and him know. And then on the job I had a guy come up, can I give one of them letters to the <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. I was helping people out and actually back in the day when Playboys and all them was out mm. when they have <laughs> the models Shout there.
0: out to Playboy and Black yeah. well, I like Blacktail. For helping us out.
1: And will be there, and they'll (laughs) have um, a snippet where they tell something about it. But then that'll be a letter that I wrote, and they put it next to the plate.
0: So let me ask you this. Speaking of Playboy, when people talk about R. Kelly, they always bring up, to defend him, they bring up Hugh Hefner. Do you see any comparison in that shit? R. Kelly is with young, young girls. Right. And
1: Right. But... And I know to each his own and everybody have an opinion about the matter. And I saw the special whatever. My question is, if these girls was under age, where was their parents? Why were parents dropping them
0: off? Because, because they were the getting paid by, by him. So, you if, know, if, if they, Mark Kelly's sitting in jail yes. then the parents need to be there. So that's but, the, what child, but what child is going to press charges on their parents? For letting them hang out with R. Kelly. Well, the state will pick
1: up anything else when it comes to us. Let <laughs> them pick it up. You damn
0: shows right. That's, That's facts. all I'm saying
1: is, is how can he get a 14-year-old? That's one thing if they sneaking and running away, you know. But when you're dropping them off or even um, one of them said it was her cousin and she took her over there. What you taking her over there for? You know she underage.
0: To sell her for some fucking money?
1: For real, or for a career. For a career. I mean, it's just like the Bill Cosby. Get Mm. off the gas. You didn't do nothing then. I don't want to hear about that because we do have a responsibility as well. So where are the parents? Now, one time was the parents on TV crying about their child.
0: No, that wasn't. Well, yeah, one or two of them were. Um, But (laughs) you speaking about Bill Cosby, Bill, those were grown women. And he was... Apparently, they, he was like, hey, you want to take this? And they're like, yeah. And they didn't know they would, what they were taking, some of them. And some of them, he said, he just threw that shit in their drink. They didn't even know it. And I don't, I don't buy it. Oprah Winfrey yeah, said so she that. drank I mean, something from him and got dizzy.
1: But how, let me tell you something. Even if they threw something in your drink mm-hmm. and you wake up the next morning, things don't seem right. You check it out, whatever the case may be. What are you waiting twenty
0: years for? No, what happened is they they were paid money. The law changed where even if you were paid money, you can still press charges. That's why I tell people to really vote in state and local because everyone's always like, Oh, the president's this, the the, the you know, these high, high offices and they're not looking at the state and local, these policies. Not to, to defend uh bill cosby but this laws just changed.
1: but even if they were paid money you still waited years later
0: because they couldn't that's what i'm saying they they couldn't they press the charge because they took money,
1: money. Let me tell you, if somebody took my shit and i didn't want them to have it i don't care about your money
0: <laughs> a million two million dollars i remember rest in peace to my cousin my cousin was asked a question at a, at like a comedy club we were like just joking if you remember that uh uh-huh. and uh the comedian asked him for 50 million dollars would you let michael jackson touch you or fondle you and my cousin said <laughs> my cousin said for 50 million dollars i let him and his five brothers hit <laughs> Rest in peace to my cousin out there. Rest in peace. He watching me. God bless Doing this again. for you, bro. If he let him fall, is he going to come back 10 years later and sue him? <laughs> I don't know. If he can get another 50 million, he will. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: Shit. Wow. And I just want to say, too, I'm not making light of anybody, child or anybody that have went through that type of ordeal. I'm just saying that while we are all coming down on r kelly then i believe that as a parent you have some responsibility in this matter as well
0: all adults have a responsibility when it comes to this 14 year old child being taken by a grown lecherous man um no matter how good he can sing because he can sing phenomenally and he makes me want to dance and makes me want to fuck. Not fuck young children, but you know, I thought he was singing about grown fucking women, and I was like, "Holy shit, this this nigga here." (laughs) I'm just gonna put it out there because it's the cracking podcast. Nigga showed me how to how to like have fucking rhythm.
1: Right.
0: Every adult that's involved in that shit should be under the jail, including him. We should still be able to listen to his music though.
1: (laughs) Because they don't say too much about all these. That's going
0: around here's um uh, the sex offenders. No, they don't. The 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 other uh other nations of the world and their lecherous shit they got going on, no they don't. Okay. They don't ever say anything. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. We just got through the Trump administration. Did but aside from the pandemic, has your life really changed when he was in office?
1: No. Not at all. No. Has
0: there ever been a sitting president? that affected or changed or your life changed because of his policies or whatever. Cause I can tell you for me, and I'm not just sucking up to Barack Obama. Um, my life changed when he made Obama care. Yeah. So did it change
1: a way a negative way?
0: A positive way. Most definitely. Okay. What so about I for have, you? I have the opposite effect. It was negative for me with Obamacare? Yes. Really?
1: I mean, as far as, um, when it came out that during the Obamacare, that I was a I owned care homes. Okay, So then when it came out with the Obamacare, uh, you had to make sure that all your employees had insurance. It affected me negatively because it went from the 90, uh, 1099 mm-hmm. to now that I have to make sure that
0: they're covered. Mm-hmm. Don't you want healthy employees so they can come to work and make you more money?
1: Yes, but if they're contract employees, I was uh, upping their money, their hourly pay. So, yes, I mean, I, I do want healthy employees, no doubt. And I want them to have the insurance. It just, it just made me go into my coins.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Giving back. it hurts doesn't it (laughs) it's expensive to give back are you familiar with jasmine sutherland yes have you heard her new album no (laughs) where have you been she has a new (laughs) album hotels and it's spelled h-e-a-u-x hotels um I suggest you go check it out. Maybe I should have gave you some homework before you came on the fucking show. <laughs> Maybe you should I should have because you're like, what? Who? They have what? Sorry. You've been too busy I'm writing. Sorry. I get it. Jasmine Sullivan, phenomenal singer. love her. Um, uh, But like I've been saying on the past podcast, we need conscious music. We need music that's going to make you think, you know, and feel positive about ourselves and it was uplifting, you know, I guess if you're in a bad relationship and you need strength as a woman to leave is a sorry ass. I get it, but I feel like first we need to uh, to uplift the black people and revolution, be on a better platform, space, get help, and then break up with his ass because you could be breaking up with someone that's really there for you <laughs> they just have faults because they're human you okay, know okay sound like
1: are you living this is this an experience you have experienced before is, is it a feeling
0: no i mean i'm just speaking of facts <laughs> yeah i mean i'm speaking on experiences but it's just i'm just saying i'm just speaking on my people i just get really just emotional when i'm speaking about the culture and when i'm speaking about our people and and how we need to come together and do better and uplift each other you know and support each other i
1: agree and i think that's something um i don't think we were ever taught that Um, well
0: i mean how can we not be taught that if we have siblings and we're in a house with people our siblings we're taught to back them up help them uh love them and they're friends that they bring around we like them or we don't but we care for them you know like if you had a sibling and they had a friend that you really just didn't like but you wouldn't yeah, want to I see them agree. hurt, you know. But so that's so how we're, we're learning,
1: right? But I say we haven't been taught because if we've been taught that, we would be doing that. Hmm. We may we may protect the ones that we know or close to us, or our dog, our gang, or a boy, or girl, however we want to say it in the street. I
0: was like your dog. I was like, what dogs? I didn't say anything but about dogs. We could look I get what you're saying.
1: And see another black person. That may be going
0: through. We're
1: not running over there to help. Let's just be honest. I am. I mean, but you out of of how many?
0: I hope millions.
1: You know, may stand and watch.
0: I just can't watch. I just can't do it anymore. I used to be that person where I would just watch shit go down and not intervene or not be the voice of reason. I just can't do it anymore. It just stresses me. It almost gives me hypertension. When I I see
1: things of that nature, I'm right there with you. You know, I I can't watch it as well. But, and I'm not even trying to, um, I think I'll be the one over here talking like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. But as a culture, it needs to be more of us like that.
0: Yeah. And I'm not downplaying her music and I'm not downplaying her journey. I get it. Let's just be real. I've heard that album before. Not by her, but you know someone else ashanti what's the other girl that she was a <laughs> keisha coles you know when am i going to get some original music like we heard this shit before You just you just is now it's just jasmine sullivan is going through it like bitch did you hear the other people's uh albums how did you get jammed in the ok-a-dok? i know i was wrong i was wrong for that but this is a cracking podcast and... Because it started getting
1: crazy after a while. Repeating the same thing.
0: Repeating the same fucking music. Shit. Make some music that's going to make us think... Not think about putting the nigga out.
1: <laughs> right.
0: How are we going to come together and work it out? You know, I just feel like this, this new... this just the music is just like... It's like we don't fight for nothing. It's just like, whatever. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yo, yeah, well, it's dope. It sounds good. It makes you want to dance and makes you... Laugh and do all that shit, you know. <laughs> but I don't want to laugh right now. We'll laugh when we've uplifted.
1: Lonely it's not to make you want to cry and be all the friends.
0: Nah, it's like you know, like it's like a turn up. Like she turning oh, okay. up, she turning up on dude okay. or whoever. Because it kind of was like ambiguous. Because some songs it sounded like she was singing to a, a woman. Okay. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was something it was something it was something would you buy the album yeah i
1: mean we i know we don't have to nowadays
0: we have apple yeah you know i was just talking to an artist about that i have apple apple music they take ten dollars a, a month so yeah i bought it Oh okay you know okay look at you <laughs> i downloaded it so shout out
1: to apple music <laughs>
0: <laughs> shout out to spotify and apple music i'm waiting on a check i'll take a check I'll take your check. We can do business. I'm not tripping. You know. You. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so let's talk about the pardons. I I feel the need to send an apology about what I said about Wayne in the last episode. You did get your pardon. You did do the right thing. <laughs> On who? Uh, Little Wayne. Getting a pardon from the exiting president donald trump mm. shout out to kodak black for getting your a part in sir i like your music i like his music as well i like his music and he's just a kid and he he's just saying it man hey i'm just a kid i'm trying to learn can somebody teach me that's what he's saying and people are preying on him because he's just out there he's just an artist he just wants to learn you can't fault him for being ignorant are you gonna stay in the children's book genre or are you gonna kind of like branch out to to like your letters, when you were in college.
1: So, I owe them seven.
0: Seven, so okay.
1: I'ma give them the completion. seven. Completion. But um, I think I, I gotta put one slut fest out there. Just slut one. Fest. The slut fest. System, you know.
0: Shout out to the slut fest. This is the Crack King podcast, and we're all about the slut fest. Brought to you by <laughs> Go illa Management. So you going after you do your seven chilling books. You're going to put some slut stuff out there?
1: Right, but you know I'm going to have to change my name. <laughs> <laughs> change. Did,
0: you, did you Did you have a name in college when you were writing your, your salacious letters?
1: No, because I would use the um, BDLS. You know what it stands for? Enlighten us. <laughs> Big Daddy Long Stroke.
0: Big Daddy Long Stroke. <laughs> yes. Have you experienced a Big Daddy Long Stroke?
1: And, you know, next time, like,
0: oh, if I'm invited back, I have to send a letter. I have to bring a letter. Can I put $40? Did you put $40? It was a bad joke. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. This is, you know what? Last episode, I didn't do, usually around this time, I do a segment called Tales of the Crack King. For those out there that don't know, if you don't know out there, the Crack King repairs cellular phones and tablets. If you need your cellular phone, Screen repaired. You need your factory unlocked, or whatever the case you need with your phone. Holler at the Crack King, Crack King, on Instagram.com. Yes. Well, you got a cracked screen? I do. What kind of phone do you have?
1: It's not an Apple. It's a LG.
0: I got you. We'll we'll talk after the show. I wanna I wanna speak on how I got started. I don't think I told this story. I had a Galaxy Note six. Saved up my little pennies. By the year in, I crack it. Drop it, crack it. So I take it to a cell phone repair business. And if you in Houston, you know every cell phone repair. And I'm meaning like a contractor, not like T-Mobile or Verizon. I take it to a place that's usually run by, I want to say, Middle Easterns. Mm, Iranians maybe, I don't know. I know they're from the Middle East, dark-skinned Middle Easterns. They have it monopolized with the Mexicans. Take my phone to get repaired. It cost me a little over $100. I'm walking out of the shop. And I'm trying to open a door. He had like a magnetic lock, like someone robbed him or something. So he finally hits the lock. I pull it really hard. I drop my phone and crack it one more time. Walking out of the store. So I pick it up. It's like one big, long crack. And I turn around. I say, hey, man, I just dropped my phone. Can you get? And and I didn't say for free. I said, hey, can you give me a deal and fix it for me again? He said, nope. And he's going to charge me the same price it was the first time he fixed it. And I looked at him and I was like, man, are you serious? And he looked at me in a straight face and then looked at me as if to say, that's what it is. Otherwise, you're going to pay or get the fuck out of my store. So I proceed to tell him, fuck him and his store. I go to investigate my phone and how to repair the screen. Um, After weeks of research, I find online like course, you know, where it's like a disassemble assembly. Paid my money, realized that YouTube was a more in-depth tutorial than the (laughs) tutorial I paid for. The rest is history because I felt like why are they monopolizing this cell phone repair industry and why are they not giving the people in their community discounts and deals? I like to give the discounts to my people because I don't charge. All I charge is labor. That's it. It's really not that expensive to repair your cell phone. It's just a matter of doing it. And some people have a knack for it and some don't. And that's just what it is. But I'm not here to fleece anyone. I'm just here to pass on the savings.
1: But just think if you wouldn't have broke your phone or dropped in cracks, you may have never thought about opening a business like that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the second time. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about starting my own business ever in my life. I always was a person that just was like, you know what? I'm going to notch out my piece of the world. I have my piece of the pie a hard blue collar work and that's just what i was taught and that's just what i was going through until that moment because i was like man this is my country this is my community this is my neighborhood why would he be in my community if he's not here to help
1: because we're not there well you know back in the day we might not have taught our kids about um owning their own business because people used to stay on jobs 20 and 30 years but now times have changed
0: because like you said earlier is entrepreneurship is financial freedom like jc exactly. say financial freedom is his only hope
1: you'll never get rich working for someone else
0: you sure won't unless you work for apple
1: <laughs> for <real? laughs> you're sliding it in again Slide- you know? <laughs>
0: i really want to thank you for uh coming out and uh, being part of the show this is the cracking podcast let everybody know where they can find your book and find you and support you through your journey through your seven books
1: okay well you can always look on amazon it's in english and spanish and the second one will be out in may and i'll let you all know when that one drops and what stores you can find them in that one we're looking to be in Barnes and Noble, things of that local bookstore. Things of that nature. Things of that nature. Got you.
0: Yeah. Ain't that dope? Like when you really want a big dick on people, you be like, "Yeah." Things of that nature, of big boss natureness. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What
1: I, mean? I can't say I really enjoyed the show. Really enjoyed <laughs> being here. Thank you once again for just allowing me to speak on your platform and enlighten me on some things as well. Let me go check out the verses as well as um sullivan see what she's talking
0: about yo you gonna <laughs> you gonna check out sullivan now since i said something yeah yeah you should check yes. her out it's, it's it'll be an interesting listen for you
1: okay
0: most definitely
1: it's not gonna make me want to fight her. Huh? you know
0: <laughs> i don't know you, you got a man to fight Oh no. Uh. Uh-uh. know oh. well, maybe you should get one and then fight on him. listen to her music and then it definitely not gonna teach you how to get one <laughs> I'll tell you that much. It'll tell you okay. how to get rid of one. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. This is the Cracking Podcast, and this is the crack- that's your cue. I'm going I'm to yeah. throw it to you again. This is the Cracking Podcast.
1: And Tara Walker.
0: And it's been a wonderful night. These are the lonely hours, and we got to go.
1: You all have a great night. Bye bye. All
0: right, I'm finna.